don't take no mess at the rose garden. Jesus, they're on fire. They're what we desire. The men in black can handle it. Other teams can scrabble it. How they win that game today. There's just one thing you can say. How does Scotty shoot that three? Believe it, it ain't easy. How did Brian jump so sweet? Believe it, it ain't easy. It's the flying so Eric, where do you even want to start? There's so many different directions we can take this in. I, I mean, I guess I, I'm a little mad at myself for not thinking about Milwaukee more seriously. Uh, I think that's my first, because all of the connections are there, right? You've got yeah. Dame and Giannis. You had Giannis picking Dame first last year during the All-Star draft. Yeah. You know, somebody you, reminded me of that today. I was I was there. I was at that in Salt Lake City and I remember talking like commenting on that at the time and I actually remember uh afterwards. I mean cuz you know the the post All-Star press conferences or mixed zones or whatever you've covered those before. Mm-hmm. That stuff's a joke. And so I you know Dame goes up, you know, to the to his little podium thing. It's me, it's Casey, it's Bill Orem, it's like some national guys. And I lead off with the question, I'm like, so Dame, in the pre-draft process, did you get a promise from Giannis that you were going to get picked first, or was it just, like, like we just kind of, I just kind of went, but I had uh-huh. totally forgotten about that, but yeah, Dame and Giannis, who did they hire as their lead assistant under Adrian Griffin uh, this, this, earlier this summer, Terry Stotts, who was on that team, uh, Pat Connaughton and Robin Lopez, two of Dame's guys from previous years, it just... What is Dame, what is the number one, well, the number one thing Dame wanted was Miami, but what is the number one thing that Dame has said that he wants overall? A chance to contend. And Dame and Giannis is kind of the best you're going to do at that from his end. I mean, yeah, it's the best, it's the best compliment that he could have. Plus Brooke Lopez. Like, yeah, he's got rim protection and and Middleton can defend. and, And obviously, you know, they lose Drew, who's a great defender and Dame you know, doesn't have the wingspan that Drew has. It doesn't, it doesn't, isn't the, the defender that Drew Holiday is, but he will try. And I think he's going to be on a team with way more guys that can cover up for his physical deficiencies, which is, you know, maybe he doesn't have the longest arms. He's not the biggest guy at guard, but he will fight and, and, and he will fight in the post. If someone tries to post him up and he's pretty strong down there, like, He's not Drew Holiday, but on the flip side, he's not Drew Holiday on the offensive side, which, like, good luck stopping the Bucks at all. Like, you've got Giannis and Dame pick and roll. You've got Giannis, you've got Dame and Brooke Lopez pick and roll. You've got, you know, Dame coming off a flare screen on the other side while Giannis brings the ball up and does the Euro step thing. Oh, my God, Dame's wide open for three. Like, it's just – and then your second option you can kick it to is Chris Middleton. Like Yes! Like like and, and it's just like everything just got so much easier for the Bucks offensively. And I think they have the size and the length outside of game to make up for what he what they lost defensively. And I I I mean, obviously, you know, supporting Dame, I I instantly went to the book and I was like, Bucks to win the championship. Like Eric's boom. gambling corner. Eric's gambling corner wouldn't place to wager just because like I mean and I think it's gonna be fun like Dame's gonna be an offensive sets that he we know that he's good at and he even though last year he had a better statistical season than he's ever had he still was I think working harder for his buckets last year than he ever has and I think it's gonna be even easier for him with the Bucks, which I think is just really exciting and I think I mean 
a Bucks fans, I imagine, are over the moon right now. Yeah, I have a buddy who's a Bucks fan, and I texted him, and he was he was pretty fired up about this. So, I guess to go back, we're gonna we'll talk. I mean, we're gonna. There's so much we, we can. You know, there, I I don't even know where to start here. There's so many different directions we could go, and we want to go into like we'll go into like favorite Dame moments of the last eleven years at some point. But just to kind of try to back up here, and as best I can, try to go through what the last week has been like. I started to hear. I think it was either Wednesday night or Thursday night. It was Thursday night that something might be happening, and I started you know i i got i got a text from somebody saying you know this might happen like now this might happen soon and then i started asking around and the name that kept coming up was toronto and didn't know if it was going to be scotty barnes or og Ananobi or what and then the next morning it seemed like Masai pulled out and then later that day he was back in and then it was kind of you know, everything was totally quiet over the weekend. Saturday, Sunday, I pretty much heard nothing. Yesterday, mostly nothing. There was kind of some reporting out of Toronto that the Raptors were sort of in pole position. And then I woke up this morning and had a bunch of texts that the Raptors were actually out and that people were kind of expecting him to end up in Miami now. But I was, you know, asking around and, you know, just not getting really anything like from in, in concrete in any direction like I, I got like like yeah you know Toronto might still be in it or you know yeah actually Miami maybe they've started engaging finally on something with Miami maybe that's gonna get done about five minutes before the Woj tweet went out announcing the trade I got two different texts saying that the deal was imminent within the next 10 minutes and so I was just like and and you know over the weekend I had written you know started right pre-writing different drafts of different things I was going to write like I had a version of what I was going to write if he ended up in Toronto I had a version of what I was going to write if he ended up in Miami I had even like halfway started thinking about what I was going to do if he ended up in Philly because that was the other team that I heard might be in the mix or that had been kind of thrown out there I was completely in the dark about Milwaukee even being in just because I assumed that they didn't have the stuff and so I I guess yeah yeah but I I mean Drew Holiday who got you know four first round picks a couple of years ago and I think if and it's still really good and it's still really good and yes Jimmy did beat bust his ass in the playoffs last year but Giannis was also hurt had a bad back like they the Bucks didn't just lose that series because Jimmy went off on Drew Holiday. It wasn't Drew Holiday's fault why they lost. But I think it's I think more teams are going to say, "Hey, because he's on a shorter contract for less money and you know that you don't have to worry about, you know, getting him shots, making him feel like he's part of the offense in the same way that you might have to for trading for Tyler Hero, and also he's a veteran, a win now guy." I could totally see teams that see themselves as contenders. We've already heard about Philadelphia uh, reportedly being in the mix for Drew. Yeah, for for a homecoming there. I think a team like Dallas. I think a team like the Clippers. I think even a team like the Lakers. You know how impatient LeBron can be with his young players. Mm -hmm. Like that could be – he could be like, go get me Drew Holiday because I want a vet where I know where he's going to be. I know what he's going to do. And – you know, 
I think a lot of teams will convince themselves that they need to give up stuff value if they think they have a chance to win a championship, which I think a lot of those teams that we just mentioned think that they do. I want to know where you land on this. I kind of think this is just my own. I, I, I'm, I am uh, currently operating under the assumption that they're going to line something up for Drew pretty quickly. And by Monday, which is media day, he is going to be somewhere else and Portland will get more assets. I kind of think it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for them to hang on to him, at least to the deadline. Yeah. And I think he, and he's not an expiring yet either. So no. like, I think the, 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 the real timeline where you have to have to trade him, if you're going to do that, which I think they want to do would be next year, next, next season. And so I, I don't think it would be the worst to hold on to him. I think it would, you know, everything you hear about Drew Holiday's great locker room guy, yeah. You've, I don't think I've ever heard anything anyone say anything bad about him. Yeah, so, I don't. Like, I don't know Drew at all, but I had his brother Justin for a couple of years in Chicago and really like him. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, and so, yeah, I, I love this. I mean, I, I would love Drew to stay. Obviously, they have a ton of guards. They don't necessarily need him, but they do kind of need a vet. I, unless you know Jeremy Grant, I guess is the vet for the team. Um, but it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for the development of their young guards to have, you know, in the mold of, you know, that Oklahoma City team a couple of years ago where they they held on to Chris Paul for a year before they eventually traded him to Phoenix. Like, I, I think that type of scenario where maybe you do play too many guards, but it's like, it's just kind of good to have that kind of, you know, veteran presence, especially at guard uh, around. And, and, and so I don't think it would be the worst thing. I, I totally also see like, you know, Portland going the let's just try to get as many assets as we can right now. Uh, and But I, I think both paths are, are great. And to me is a much more preferable path for the Blazers to have a veteran like Drew Holiday in this spot than to have someone who's 23 years old like Tyler Hero in that spot where it becomes a little bit harder for you to like – make it work because you know drew is at a place of his career where i think you could maybe get him to take less to play less minutes than he normally would and and, and things of that nature and so and have a lesser role handling the ball and which i think with tyler hero that would have been a really hard sell well i kind of more liken the drew thing because i never thought that tyler hero was going to come to portland i always thought that if they ended up doing something with miami he would go somewhere else that was always kind of from the beginning that was always my assumption I've never I've never said otherwise or thought otherwise my thought with if they were going to do something with Miami I had been assuming that Kyle Lowry's money was going to be involved just for the money and my assumption had been that then Lowry would be same deal either flip to a, a team that's more win now or bought out and I had been saying at the time that, that you know, that, that I thought that might have been a possibility was that, you know, maybe it wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world to keep Kyle Lowry around to have a vet for, uh, at point guard for Scoot to, to you know, and I kind of, I mean, Drew Holiday is like a, a much, I think, you know, I think everybody would agree much better player in 2023-24 still than Kyle Lowry is. So Yeah, he's a starter and, and a borderline all-star and was you know a huge reason why the bucks won the championship a couple years ago like uh whereas lowry you know is a champion is a great player 
is a bench player, like yeah. got relegated to the bench and was asked to come off the bench. That hasn't happened. It might happen if Drew Holiday and is still on the Blazers to start the yeah. season, but that's that he got. You know, Lowry got benched for Gabe Vincent. Right, and I don't, I don't like. All I'm saying is, I don't think it would be the worst thing. I don't. I'm not saying, oh, Drew Holiday is going to be part of the core long term going forward, because obviously he's at a different point in his career than kind of where Portland is. But I don't think hanging on to him for half a season just for a little bit of veteran stability and defense, and then at the deadline seeing what the market is, because there are going to be teams that, you know, are looking at, you know, how are we going to beat Denver or how are we going to beat. Whether it's you know the Lakers or Phoenix or whoever, or the Warriors, you know, Warriors, or, like, you know, or, or we're gonna have or, someone guard Steph. You or, know what I mean? I feel how is like anybody gonna beat? Or you know teams, you know teams in the East looking at it like, how do we beat the Bucks with Dame and Giannis? Like, let's go get Drew Holiday, and then you can get something. I mean, it's at funny the that Miami. It's funny that Miami might actually be now like in need of Drew Holiday. Yeah, I would be very interested to see what happened if they called about that. Because as far as I know, they still never, they never talked. Like, there was all this, there was all this, like, thought that, that, you know, that, you know, Portland was just kind of, like, trying to drum up other offers and then go to Miami and get, hey, you know, you know, see what the, see what the offers are, you know, get them to offer all their stuff. I was told an hour before the trade broke that they still hadn't talked directly. So. Well, yeah, and all the, all the messaging, like, it, I think from ESPN and everything was, like, and Dan Levitard and all them. It was like Harrow and two first round picks. And that was it. Like everyone talking about Miami offering all their stuff, Jovich, Hakez, pick swaps. They didn't even get to any of that. It was just the two first and Tyler Hero. And if you, so if you take it on the whole for Portland, like two pick swaps, an unprotected pick for a team in a market like Milwaukee in 2029 when Dame and Giannis will have probably aged out of their primes, likely, unless, you know, one of them is Tom Brady. Right. Like, and Milwaukee has no history, really, of getting elite free agents or being an attractive free agent market where they can all of a sudden just rebuild as soon as they lose Giannis. Like, if they're going to be done, like, you know, odds, I would rather bet on that 2029 pick for Milwaukee being valuable and in the lottery than a 2028 or 2029 pick from the heat who have proven time and again to be able to attract high quality free agent talent and so for that reason alone just like drew holiday aside which i think is more attractive than hero on the market that that pick those picks from milwaukee and potential swaps with milwaukee have the potential to be much more valuable than whatever it is you're going to get from the Heat because the Heat are always the Heat and they're always in the mix for elite free agents and elite players. I mean, but at the same time, you know, it seems like their front office wasn't, this time wasn't willing to go the extra mile to get that guy this time around one year after almost getting Donovan Mitchell. And now it's like, let's say Damon and Giannis don't work out in this hypothetical scenario is that same package going to get Giannis? Like, I, I don't know. And this also makes it so. less likely that Dame or that Giannis is on the market. Cause this is what yes. Giannis has been doing this whole, this whole summer. He did the New York times interview and then he did whatever podcast he went on where he basically said, if I don't see that they're gonna, uh, that they're going all in to win, 
then, you know, I might go somewhere else. I would say there's really not uh, anything that could show more of going all in to win than this if you're, you know, if you're Milwaukee. I'll bet he signs the extension next year now. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, Dame's under contract for four years, and... Even if it's just up. a three-year extension where, like, you just time it so that he and Dame are off the books at the same time, like, I'll bet, like, I... You know, it, we, we went basically in, in two minutes when this trade broke, we went from once the Dame thing gets figured out, then Giannis is the next guy up to now. By the way, did you did you see yeah. Aaron Goodwin's statement? No, I did not. So this is a statement that Aaron Goodwin gave to Anthony Chang, who's the beat writer for the Miami Herald, who I have to say, Anthony Chang is one of the only guys in that market that just covers the team and isn't just fully bought in on the... <laughs> you know, propaganda and, like, you know, the the, 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 the stuff that, like, Anthony's a pro. Anthony's done, Anthony, I think, has, out of, out of like, the Miami media people, I think my, Anthony has done a good job with just covering the stuff and not, like, trying to, you know, you, you, you know, you know, just, just I want to give Anthony... We can't, we- yeah, we can't. I want to give Anthony. I want to give Anthony some. I want to give Anthony some props. But anyway, this is a this is a statement that Aaron Goodwin gave to him. Uh, quote: They did everything they could to acquire Dame. It takes two to get a deal done. I appreciate all that Pat, Andy, and Mickey did to try to make this happen. End quote. They did all they could. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, they did all they could. They couldn't find a third team for Tyler Hero, which never existed, even though a lot of people on, you know, in the media were saying that there were these third teams that were existing that were going to trade for Tyler Hero. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, I guess he's just kind of kissing the ring there to not like, like, what is he going to do? Like, throw Pat Riley under the bus? Like, I, I, I mean, he. He kind of like hitched his wagon to like, we're going to be on the Miami team. We're going to stick with this. Like he really has no choice but to continue to take that side or else, you know, he comes out sounding like he took an L, which, you know, he would like to avoid talking about that part. Yeah. Um, I'm just, so let's, so Although, let's talk about. A, I think it's ultimately a win for Dame though. Oh, this is, I mean, as far as a basketball situation is concerned, like, I don't think Dame could have ended up in a better situation than, I mean, you get to play with Giannis, who, I mean, I think we all agree Jokic is the best player in the NBA right now, but Giannis is number two, so, you know. This is also a guy that I know that Dame is friends with and that has, they've worked out together in the in the past, in the summers, and, like, when, in the, during the, you know, 2021, when both of their, you know, situations were kind of up in the air, they were kind of talking about, like, pl- wanting to, my, my understanding is they were talking about wanting to play together, and Giannis was like, oh, you should come to Milwaukee, and Dame was like, nah, man, I don't want to go to Milwaukee, you should come to Portland, so it, it's a guy that he has wanted to play with, and, you know, as far as, like, the comfort level, like, again, he gets to be reunited with Terry Stotts, who we saw what he, what Terry helped him unlock offensively in nine seasons there, he gets to be with Robin Lopez, who I know he's still a buddy, you know, buddies with Pat Connaughton, who I think he has a good relationship with, as far as I know. Like he, it's a good situation for him, and he, this is a better team than Miami would have been with him, I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this team lost to Miami in the playoffs, but again, Giannis was hurt, uh, and 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 I think that was a big reason why, and. 
the Bucks were the number one seed. They looked heading into the playoffs like they were the favorite. Everyone was like, they're going to do it. And they just lost. And I think, you know, they, I think they probably realized like, hey, in the half court offense, when it's not, you know, when, when teams are running their offense correctly and actually making shots, it's hard for us to get into our offense when it's not just Giannis doing the Bill Russell where he takes the ball and takes it coast to coast. Like, like it's, it, it, they needed something else in these, you know, stickier situations. And I think Dame helps them unlock that. And I think, again, I said it at the top, but I think the size and the length around him is, is the perfect compliment for Dame. So I, I think this is a home run for Milwaukee. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I think, uh, sucks for other teams in the east too i mean i mean i think i think a lot of teams probably were like oh milwaukee's running it back again Giannis is gonna putting the pressure he might leave and now all of a sudden it's like milwaukee seems like they're here to stay uh for a while so uh and also i think they have a new owner now so i think maybe also too the new owner probably wanted to make a splash and do something on top of on top of everything else i think that might have been a factor here that we didn't consider yeah, Jimmy Haslam, the co-owner of the Browns, which, by the way, uh, you know, what was the last time a superstar like this got traded kind of out of nowhere overnight? New owner, Phoenix, yeah. Kevin Durant at the deadline. And now there was more smoke about Kevin Durant going to Phoenix before because, of, you know, he had requested the trade during the during the uh, offseason, and, you know, that was where he wanted to go. But then, you know, the thing that got it done besides, you know, the – Kyrie part of it blowing up was also Matt Ishbia taking over as owner uh, like 24 hours before the trade deadline or whatever. 